Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. So today our episode is sponsored by Usual Wines. Usual Wines is for the modern drinker, meaning that their wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. Each bottle is considered a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more pouring wine down the sink, you guys. This is the good stuff. And you know, as law students, we love a good glass of wine, and we know you will too. So go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use our discount code LAWSCHOOL, L-A-W-S-C-H-O-O-L, for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. So guys, we are so excited to be back for episode 29. We have an amazing guest, another lady lawyer that we're going to be interviewing. So yeah, stay tuned and stay until the end for some fun announcements. Well, everyone, welcome to a special interview segment with a lady lawyer, also known as Lady Lawyer Gang. She was born and raised in Chimney Rock, North Carolina. She went to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, majored in English and political science. She currently works as a criminal defense attorney in a smaller firm in a small county, and she's learning a lot. So please help me welcome Miss MC. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for Zooming with us, for sure. I know that this makes it so easy for us to talk to so many female attorneys around the country. So I'm really happy to have you here. And I know Samantha's as well. So I know you wrote a few things on here about what you did in law school. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. And I will definitely do my best to just focus on law school because I know those are your listeners. And I I did very recently graduate from law school. I was like uh, the last class that got a real graduation because yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the future is. <laughs> and uh, it makes me really sad for the class of 2020 because my graduation was awesome, like way better than college graduation. I don't know. It was just really special. So keep going because it's worth it. But um, in law school, I did a journal. I was on the business law review, which was a great experience. I mean, you have to get that research and writing experience in. And I don't know exactly how it works at y'all's school, but at mine, we did ride on um, over spring break. So you get on what most people do ride on, and then you are accepted onto a journal midway 
through or like after spring break. So then you kind of start doing that at the end of one L year, or then some people choose to do great on in the summertime and get on that way. So y'all might be in the middle of that or coming up on that. I know schools do it differently, but I did write on. It was great. And then that was pretty much my like biggest involvement in law school. I did try out for the mock trial team and did not make it, which was a pretty big disappointment. But I can talk more about that because it kind of helped me learn more about myself and like my life philosophy and what's important to me in law school or in law school, what was important and then what was just important in my life because I was in a long distance relationship during law school. And it helped me realize like, like there's law school, but then there's life and you have to live your life. And my long distance relationship was not going to work. I think if I did, if I had to dedicate that much of myself, like to something like mock trial. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually, actually really happy it worked out that way because I'm now engaged, which is awesome. Congratulations. Um, It all works out the way it's supposed to. So did you always want to go to law school? Was it always the plan for you? Pretty much like you, Samantha, I went straight through. Um, So graduated college in 2016. And then yeah, immediately started law school, which I think worked really well for myself. I don't know, I just felt like it'd be so difficult to take a gap year and then jump back into Mm -hmm. things. But to people who want to take a gap year, I think it's actually awesome because there are people in my class who had been like paralegals, who just they had that real world experience and knew how like law firms or law offices actually operate. And while that's not super important to know in law school, I mean, it it is what translates into the real world when you're actually an attorney, you know, so um, I definitely don't discourage a gap year or anything. I just thought for myself, it'd be the best to go straight through. But yeah, I think I always did want to go to law school. I'm not exactly sure why. I think I was definitely influenced by like Legally Blonde. That came out when I was in fourth grade. So I don't know, just always big influence, maybe for y'all too. Um, I used to play that with my, me and my friend and Barbies and stuff like that. Uh, And, uh, but then it also evolved into something where I was like, I want to have a career where I help people when I grow up and law school and being a lawyer um, seemed like a good way to do that. And it has been a great way to do that. That's awesome. And that is awesome. I love that you say that you're, you were influenced by Legally Blonde because I feel like that 100% being influenced by Legally Blonde. I mean, as such young girls watching that movie, I think like you were in the fourth grade, I'm sure I was around third, second grade, something very close to where you were. And I remember thinking to myself like, wow, I want to be a lawyer. Like I want to help, you know, the person who didn't actually kill someone get off. Like that's all I want to do. So I totally get that. We just watched yeah, Legally exactly. Blonde the other day too. So that's why it's like, I feel like so fresh in our mind. Yeah, exactly. I would also say that's a great thing to do while you're in law school, watch lawyer movies. Cause they're just, I mean, even though they're outrageous, like no way one else would be working on a murder trial ever, but uh, literally, <laughs> it's just, it's just fun to get inspired again and, you know, like light that fire inside yourself to push through whatever you're studying or, you know. Will you tell us a little bit about what you do now and how you got that job out of law school? Yeah, sure. And maybe this will be helpful for people who are uh, like going to law school in a different state, but looking for jobs like back in a home state or something, because that's what I did. Um, I'm from North Carolina 
was here my whole life and then really wanted to be in DC for law school, which was awesome. I'm really glad I did that. But then of course, my fiance was back in North Carolina and my family's in North Carolina. So that was always what I was going to do. But it was difficult. I'm like working. There weren't as many resources for me with career services, which you should still definitely use all the career services stuff. And I did use them because there would be random North Carolina postings that I always looked into. But honestly, I found my current job, I think like on Indeed, (laughs) just like a regular job posting. And I wasn't really sure where it was going to go, but I just like took a shot, applied. I was applying to all different types of places. I had a phone interview with my boss, then an in-person interview. And we just really like our, our views on the criminal justice system really aligned. And um, he wanted me to take over a lot of his criminal caseload, which is what I wanted to do. So it really just was, it it feels like it was very lucky (laughs) that I uh, was able to find it. But I will say too, um, I didn't have to use this as much because I was lucky and found my job on Indeed. And that was pretty it was like good timing in my 3L year. It was like February, March when I was interviewing and stuff. So then, and and he offered me the job and was fine waiting for me to take the bar and everything. So then I started with him in August. So really, I, like I said, I got super lucky That's awesome. <laughs> um, with the timing and everything. So what I was going to say, I would have used more of this if that hadn't worked out the way it did. Law schools and career centers actually have uh, reciprocity, which I didn't realize. So like I got it set up where I could use UNC Law's career portal. Like I got a username and stuff like that. So I could see like the University of North Carolina Law School job postings, Mm -hmm. which I didn't end up having to use, but it's super nice to know that that's a resource. Yeah. And, and most law schools do it. You just have to really, I think I set it up myself online, but um, it's, it's something I didn't know about until I was a 3L. So if that's something you're thinking about doing, you're currently in law school, um, it's very doable. You can move to a different state, even if your law school doesn't really offer those like as many resources for that other state. So if you are from out of state and you're planning going back to your home state, would you recommend for people to get internships back in their home state or should they be fine with just getting an internship where they're going to law school? That's a great question. Well, I can tell you what I did. I interned back in North Carolina because it worked out really well. I could live with my then boyfriend, now fiance, which was awesome, really good for our long distance. So that's what I did both summers was like move back to North Carolina, live with him. And um, I interned at the North Carolina Department of Justice in Raleigh, which was great and did help me make connections down here. None of them ended up leading to a job, but they very well could have and actually could in the future. Like if I was looking to go back to the Department of Justice, I did make some good connections there. So I would say if you can intern in your home state and that works out for you, like financially and stuff and you find the right opportunity, then yeah, definitely go for it and try and make those connections while you're there. But I mean, if you're not doing that and you find like a stellar opportunity where your law school is, it's going to look good on your resume. I think you're, you're pretty good either way. So did you intern there both summers, 1L and 2L summer? I did. Yeah. And I, that's just how it worked out for me. Uh, It was stuff that I was interested in. I think 
since I was in DC and trying to come back to North Carolina, like I didn't get first bite of the apple, like at some of the maybe really like better internships. Like I would have loved to have been at um, a prosecutor's office or like public defender's office. But I think that was really going to the students at North Carolina law schools. But I was able to get in at the Department of Justice, which is a great internship as well. And the first year I was at, well, so the thing is, I was technically in the same agency, but did different things both years. So the first year I was out at the state crime laboratory, because they had like an in-house counsel attorney who was an assistant attorney general. And he has ended up becoming like a great mentor. I still keep up with him. So definitely worth coming back to my home state, like for that connection. That was really cool because I learned more about like the analyst side and how they have to prepare for trials, which um, actually will be useful when I get into like some higher level trial work. Obviously no trials are happening right now, but that could be on the horizon for sure in my current career. And then my, uh, after my 2L year was back at the attorney general's office, but then like in the main building in the appellate section, and they are the attorneys who defend the state in all criminal appeals. So that was just like another side of the criminal justice system. And it was pretty cool because that was the summer that uh, the Netflix show, The Staircase came out. Have y'all heard of that? So that actually, yeah, that actually happened in North Carolina in Durham, like super close to where I live. And some of the um, assistant attorney generals in that appellate section had worked on that guy's appeal. And so I was like watching the show and everything. And we would talk about it in the office. And some of those attorneys were like, Oh, that show is so one sided. Like if you had seen all the evidence we had seen, there was blood all over those stairs, like he definitely did it and stuff. And so that was pretty cool. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Like what a pop culture, but also legal world meets right at your summer. I mean, I think as a criminal defense attorney, right, the goal is to maybe have a high profile case at some point, you know? Yeah. Or be called in. I, that's what I was talking to my parents. I'm loving criminal law. I think that's why I have so many questions, you know, just about what you do and what all it looks like. But I mean, working at, did you find yourself when you worked for that second summer, did you find yourself doing a lot of research and writing or did you find yourself getting ready and helping for more like the appellate trial and hearings or how did that work? Definitely more research and writing. Uh, And I should have looked at like, I took a bunch of notes that summer. I would definitely, so for all of y'all doing summer internships right now, take notes on what you did because you will forget everything. And it was great because like my co-intern would like laugh at me because it was like I was keeping a journal every single day. Like I had a Google doc and I'd be like, Hannah and I, went and had chai tea and then we did the research and so it was kind of silly but fun to look back on so I should have looked at that before talking to y'all but anyway it was a lot of research and writing I'm pretty sure the summertime they weren't doing appellate arguments so mm-hmm. like we didn't it was bad timing um, for us to be there like for oral arguments actually yeah. so yeah it was just a lot of brief writing for me the most interesting thing was just like talking to the attorneys there because a lot of them were either former clerks for appellate judges in North Carolina or the North Carolina Supreme Court or they were former prosecutors. Talking to the prosecutors was cool because they were like, yeah, as a prosecutor, you know, you go to work and you're like, go, go, go all day long and you have your cases right in front of you and you just have to do it. But then in this job, 
or, or well, and they said you go, go, go all day long. And then when you leave and go home, you're just like done. You don't have to think about anything. And then in this job, you're like writing a super long brief and you go home and you're like, Oh, wait a second. I should put this paragraph there. Like you have to constantly be thinking about it all the time. So that was really interesting learning uh, how that workload changes. And I would have never thought about that. And now being in my job, I'm not a prosecutor, but I mean, I work very closely with prosecutors and it's kind of the same with a defense attorney, like trial level defense attorney, because yeah, I go, go, go all day long, but it's really nice because I can come home and just like not think about anything and then just go in the next day and go, go, go again. And so for me, that works really well. I like that a lot. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. I think that's nice for, you know, in this profession, we are constantly told that, you know, we need that life work balance. So I think that, and I can totally validate you. I work in the uh, DA's office here in Oklahoma County and it is constantly go, go, go. And yeah, you can go home and do your thing and come back and it's right there. And as long as you're organized and prepared, like, you just pick back up the next day. Did you always want to do criminal law? Like going into law school, did you think, okay, I, I'm going in for criminal law, like that's what I want to do? Or did you go in with wanting to maybe do something else? I think yes. Uh, so the summer right before law school, I read the book Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, which I think that title has been tossed around a lot more these days. Um, and it is a wonderful book. I would recommend it to really anyone and everyone. I'm making my fiance read it right now. Um, and he'll be like, whoa, I can't believe this happened. Like, this is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you should read this book. Uh, but I would also highly, highly recommend it to um, law students, especially interested in criminal law or especially like becoming a defense attorney or a public defender because you will get those questions like, well, how can you 
defend someone you know is guilty and stuff. And my all my answers pretty much come from that book, from Brian Stevens' philosophy, which is basically like showing mercy and grace to people and like asking yourself, would you want to be judged by your worst day? Um, and I definitely wouldn't want to be, but that's kind of how the criminal justice system is. So it just just gave me a really good perspective. Um, so yeah, I, I was very interested in criminal law. I took advantage. My 1L year, I went to like every single one of the, um, like, I guess you could call them like lunch and learns, but it was really, they just always had events for us and they always had free pizza. So like one all year I was super into it, but like towards the end I was like, Oh, please don't give me any more pizza, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) always down for free food in law school, typically abundant. So anyway, they had uh, like a lunch time. Uh, so you want to be a prosecutor and so you want to be a public defender on different days, different weeks, whatever. And I went to the prosecutor one and of course the public defender one. And I was much more impressed with the prosecutors um, at that point. So then I was like, wow, um, I think I want to be a prosecutor. Cause I guess I had come in thinking like, Oh, Brian Stevenson, I'm going to defend the defenseless, that kind of thing. But then I was like, Ooh, prosecution. Um, so I was super into that for a while then I pretty much stayed, wanted to be a prosecutor after that. But then I got a job as a defense attorney and I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's criminal law. And that's definitely my philosophy now. I know it's different in different places. Like I'm, I'm not sure how it is for y'all, but like, especially in DC um, and even here in Raleigh, cause I don't actually practice in Raleigh. I practice in a smaller town and County Wilson. That's like a 15 minute drive for me. And anyway, in bigger places like DC and Raleigh, the prosecutors and defense attorneys, like they're mortal enemies. They don't hang out, even though they have to work together every single day, you know, and like, you're not going to get rid of each other. You're going to continue having cases against each other. So in my mind, I'm like, might as well get along, you know, and just work stuff out. Cause that to me, that's how justice is really done is finding an actual like solution that works for both sides so like why can't both sides get along but going to law school in DC it was kind of like I was I was worried at first because the people I talked to at like career events were like oh well if you, you like you can't intern on the prosecution side and then get a job at the DC public defender office because mm-hmm. it's like oh you dipped your toes in the dark side which I just think is ridiculous yeah, um, okay. so I hope that, uh, I don't know, that view like eventually just evaporates one day because where I practice, the defense attorneys and the prosecutors get along great. Like I love palling around with the defense attorneys because a lot of them, a lot of the defense bar where I am are like older white men, honestly. Um, And more of the DAs are like younger and there are more women and things like that. So yeah, I hang out with them all the time. We'll go to lunch. We'll joke around. Like, so it's nice to have a community like that where it's more collaborative instead of, you know, I'm, my goal is to take you down, basically. Yeah, I think that attitude reflects leadership. You know, it depends on how the DA within that county feels, you know, and if they are, you know, kind and want, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a choice 
you know, if it were me and I were a prosecutor now in Oklahoma County, I definitely feel like there are public defenders and defense attorneys that people are friends with and that they maybe aren't friends with, but they're cordial with and they talk to and stuff like that. But there are definitely handfuls of people that they do not care for. I mean, I've seen it day in and day out. They show up and we'll have many cases with them and they'll just make their life miserable. And I think that that's why it comes down to be like, I don't want to be friends with you. You make my life miserable. Like, So I think that in the big county with so many defense attorneys and so many PDs, I know we have like 30 public defenders in our courthouse. So there's a few of them that they like, and there's a few that they don't necessarily care for. And everyone's different. I mean, there's 50 attorneys in my DA's office. So everybody has their friends and their enemies, I think. So you recently graduated law school and you're obviously a female criminal defense attorney in a small town. So how has your experience so far just been in the workforce and how has it changed since coronavirus started? Since I guess you didn't really get to do a full a full year of work until this all blew up on us? Yeah, that's a great question because that has been something I've been thinking about a lot and talking to people about a lot because, yeah, this was my first year in practice and now like at least a quarter of it has kind of felt like it's been robbed (laughs) from me uh, because I was, yeah, getting to a point where I was like, six months in, like really getting into the swing of things, especially in district court and like starting to get more cases in superior court, which is a pretty big deal, at least for me as the young attorney. Yeah, all of that just kind of ground to a halt, which uh, has kind of sucked because I do like the go, go, go part of my job. Like I, I like going to court every morning. The morning just like flies by for me, which is super nice. And then like meeting with clients in the afternoon and, or going to the jail or whatever I need to do. It's nice. I like, I like that fast pace. So yeah, it definitely, everything slowed down. I did work from home a little bit, but I, I really hate working from home. I'm not (laughs) productive, honestly, but I actually can work from home because my boss is super tech savvy. And like we have um, our case management system is like all in the cloud. So I can access it anywhere. Like I can access it on my phone, which is super, super nice. I would say that would be something to look for uh, when you are applying to jobs because it makes a world of difference. So yeah, worked from home a little bit. Um, Now we are back in court, but much lower calendars and not doing, I'm not sure sure when we're going to have jury trials again because they keep pushing it back so yeah that's been disappointing because like the way our like calendar for our office was going we were going to have three like a jury trial in April a couple in May one in June so like and that's something I hadn't gotten to do yet just because of the way our cases were going but yeah we had jury trials on the horizon and I would have like all that experience under my belt at this point and now I don't so It's disappointing, but, you know, I'll get it eventually. We'll be right back. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American. Hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. 
your Caribbean American community awaits. Of course. Did those just get continued? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they set um, for whenever it opens back up? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they kept putting like later dates on them and now it's been hard for the DA's office like to keep up, to keep moving things. Like one of them just got moved to January, 2021, which I'm like, seriously. And it's for something very low level. So I'm hoping the plea offer is going to come back around on that one and we just get it resolved because it's not, worth it at this point <laughs> so yeah other than coronavirus has there been any challenges in your first um, year of practice that you may want to warn future thrills that are about to graduate that they should look out for yeah sure just be prepared there is a steep learning curve um, but that's for anyone starting out as an attorney I mean you have to learn like the quirks of your local defense bar and like the quirks of the local DAs, if that is uh, what you're going to practice in. And I mean, it really helps to be a people person, just, you know, try and talk to people, learn about where you're practicing. Oh, and I guess there are, with criminal law, there are a lot of things that you don't really learn in law school that I had to, so it goes along with the learning curve again, but just like the questions that you're like if you're a defense attorney that your clients are going to ask you I didn't learn any of the answers in law school because <laughs> it's about the local like, state sentencing laws and like how much time am I going to be doing for this crime and like you know what's my criminal record and so those are all kind of things I just had to learn by myself so I guess expect that you're going to still have to learn a lot unfortunately you don't really leave law school knowing how to like really practice law. Um, so if you can, I would find like definitely have a mentor, whether that's a managing senior associate that's above you, or in my situation, it's just me and my boss, but he's an awesome mentor, just some situation where you like have a mentor. Yeah. I've heard almost every attorney tell me like, you need to find a mentor and they're going to be your person the rest of law school. So you got to get on that too. So I know we only have a short amount of time left. So why don't you just walk us through what your day in the life of a criminal defense attorney at your firm does and so you know just us law students can understand what goes on and everything yeah sure so like i mentioned my day like typically is pretty fast-paced so uh this it's getting more back into this but obviously a little different with coronavirus but anyway um like normal <laughs> pre-covid times i get to work like around 8 45 district court starts at nine so i go to district court um, Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that typically runs from like nine to at least noon. And then we might have to come back. It's up to the judge when they want to take a break for lunch, which is typically like 1230 for most judges, but like they can do whatever they want. So then may have to go back to court at two. Uh, and like during my lunch break, I will get back to my office and want to like record notes on what I've done in district court just to like try and stay on top of that. So I'm not doing that at the end of my day. And then I I might have like callbacks with clients or a lot of times in small firms, clients just drop in and demand to see you. So you just really have to be flexible or there's someone calling on the phone that I need to talk to, whether it's just a client or like somebody from jail. And then I may have to go back to court at two. 
and that might be to resolve something or to have a trial in district court. Um, and in North Carolina, those are bench trials. So uh, it's just the judge as the finder of law and fact. And then in the afternoon, I might have to go visit people in jail or I might have client meetings. And then my office hours are nine to five, which I really like. (laughs) Um, That's important for me with uh, work-life balance, especially because I am, I have a long commute, not traffic-y, but just like a long drive. So I do like to try and leave like right at five because it is going to take me like almost an hour to get home. And then in evenings, just like make dinner, decompress, watch TV. Um, Now I'm doing this Instagram thing. So do stuff with that. Yeah. So that's kind of like my weekly work-life balance. And sometimes I feel like a little guilty saying that my job is like pretty nine to five, but I don't think you should feel guilty for saying that. I think we are like as law students, as lawyers, we're like pushed into this like workaholic culture, but it really doesn't have to be like that. And I kind of, I figured that out in law school, like with what I was saying earlier, I didn't make the mock trial team, but honestly it didn't inhibit me from getting a job that I love, like as a trial attorney, you know, in criminal defense, would it have helped me in my job now? Yes, probably, but it's not holding me back from anything. So just be wary of like falling into the workaholic trap of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well I do all of this. And I'm, if you're in law school, you know, I'm studying, I'm always in the library. Like we, we like to brag about that, but you really don't have to do that. Like you can decide for yourself, like what works. Like for me in law school, I pretty much treated it like a nine to five. I did fine. I passed the bar. I got a job, you know, that's what matters. And like, now that's, what my job is nine to five. And I like it that way. Will I work more when I have more serious jury trials? Yes. But I mean, that's not the case right now. So I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to stay in the office longer just to fulfill this like workaholic fantasy that we're all supposed to fulfill. So you don't don't have to do that. (laughs) I think that's just so common, even in law school with like the competition aspect and all of that. We talk about that a lot and we always try to tell people like you need to take time to breathe and be a normal human and do things that you love because you'll burn out and you'll maybe end up hating what you do, but you're, you know, so. And I would say with law school to just one last thing, because this is always what I thought about in law school. Like, you know how they have like your, we had deans fellows who were like the head of our section or whatever. And they were supposed to be like set the example for us. And they'd have like older law students come and talk to us and they would just talk about like all the activities they were involved in. And that's great. You can be involved in a lot of activities, but my question that I always wanted to ask, but I never asked was like, well, what does your actual day look like? Like, do you get up at 5am every morning and then you can't go to bed until midnight because like, (laughs) That's what I thought it was going to be like. Yeah, which I just think is crazy. Well, the way that they're talking with all the stuff that they're involved in, I'm like, that must be what you're doing. And that sounds terrible to me. So so just keep that in mind. Like you, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Figure out what works for you. Get the job done. And 
you will get a job after law school and you'll be an attorney. So tell us a little bit about your Instagram lady lawyer gang. Yeah, of course. So the idea behind it was to make something like make an account that I would have wanted to follow like when I was in law school or like for people like me, just being a young lady lawyer, because there aren't a lot of us. I mean, I think we're getting to have more lady lawyers, but I just, I wanted to try and create a community. I wanted to talk about clothing. I love clothing. I grew up around it. My parents have a retail outfitters. I don't think I have like the most amazing fashion sense ever. And I'll be the first to admit that, but you know, I love to learn more about just brands and like what people are wearing and, and try and stay trendy and up to date. So I just thought it would be like a fun outlet. I started it during coronavirus. So (laughs) we'll see like where it goes. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it and getting lots of positive feedback and would love to continue growing it and just sharing and um, hopefully providing tips. I want to try and do something like how to build a wardrobe when you're in law school, something like that. So I have lots of ideas that will hopefully be super helpful to people like y'all, to people like your listeners. So yeah, come check me out. You should Give totally a like do and that. Yes, <laughs> you should totally do the uh, wardrobe thing because we get asked that so much. I want to validate day. that idea because I mean, so many questions about what to wear even just to school and what to wear, you know, how to build the wardrobe for outside of school and work and what does that look like? So, and like how to do it on a budget because, you know, law students tend to be very broke. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard and nobody like there's no class on that in law school or anything. And like if your parents weren't attorneys, like my parents weren't, a lot of people's aren't. So, I mean, like how do you learn how to build a professional wardrobe? Like what there seem to be all these unwritten rules but like so where do you even find them to follow them you know so I really want to try and demystify a lot of that as well just to finish things off we would love if you could give like your best advice um, for any incoming law students yeah so I would say definitely talk to everyone first just try and get to know everyone I know it's like awkward at first and everyone's kind of sizing each other up but you will get so familiar with everyone in your section and it's really a pretty cool experience how you'll find different ways to bond with everyone in your section I feel like Um, at least that's how it was for me I think I was pretty lucky in that I went to a school that um, had a really good community feel like I've heard really weird horror stories about super competitive schools where people like rip pages out of library books which I think is insane I don't know if that's an urban legend or what but my school is not like that and everyone was generally like pretty nice but I would say find your group of people you can call it a study group if you want Mine, we never really called it a study group, but it was the group of people I found myself in the library with every day after class. Um, They became my very best friends. Um, It's an awesome group of now lady lawyers. Uh, We keep in touch like daily, if not weekly. I mean, definitely weekly, if not daily. We have our text message that we're still always talking to each other about. And it was really cool because all of us went into different areas of law. One of my friends does IP stuff for, I think, like a bigger firm in New York. One of my friends is at an immigration firm in D.C. Another one is at an employment firm in Maryland. A couple are still like trying to, well, one 
did an MBA also, so she is going to take the bar. So everyone's just doing very different things. And it's really fun comparing experiences, especially since we're in different areas geographically. But they, like I said, they're some of my very best friends. So take advantage of that in law school, focus on the schoolwork part, but find people who are kind of like have your same mindset where you can study hard with them, but then also have fun with them, like go out to bars, you know, and like form real relationships with with people because they will carry over into your real life and beyond law school. And those are the people who you can always go to that, like they, they understand what you went through. So it's almost like they understand you the best. So really hold on to those people because like, you can still have your awesome college relationships, but it's just not the same. Like, you know, law school is something really different and really special. And it's nice to have people who really understand like what you went through kind of. So it all boils down to like, find your group of people um, and make that a priority, I would say. And then if you see someone who for the first semester is like, eating lunch by themselves and stuff, invite that person into your group. That kind of happened for us. Um, My one friend is like super good at just being welcoming and saying like, okay, you come hang out with us now. And this person now is a super integral part of our group. And we joke about like how she ate lunch in her car for the first month of law school. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but now she's like, you know, one of my best friends. So um, also just be like, find your group, but then be inviting to have other people come into your group because you never know like what they're going to bring to the table. Make those connections. I'm super big on connections. Learn how to network. Use the alumni database. I use that when um, I came to North Carolina for the summers. Like I looked at my alumni database and saw who from my law school was in my area. And I met with every single one of those people like coffee, lunch, whatever. And it was great because most of the time they were like, oh, law students don't pay. You're not making any money. So I'd get like a free lunch out of it (laughs) or like a free coffee. So definitely do that. I mean, like me as an alumna now, I would love for people to reach out to me who are in my area. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my lady lawyer gang account. So don't be afraid to reach out to that practicing attorney uh, because if they're like me, they want to talk to you, they want to help you and just make the legal field better more inclusive just better yeah yeah that's really great advice I love that I know we preach that here so yeah I I mean Haley and I are in our study group but we're also like friends like you said and we have our very solid group of like BFF slash study group so I totally get what you mean and I'm sure that we'll be texting each other every day when we're at journeys too (laughs) well why don't you let everyone know where they can find you all right let everyone know where they can find you Yeah, definitely. Um, So right now I'm primarily on Instagram and that is at lady lawyer gang. So yeah, please come check me out. Send me a message. If uh, you have questions that you think I could answer or like fashion (laughs) inquiries, or even if you like want to know how to build a professional wardrobe from scratch, like I said, I want to come up with some kind of guide, but yeah. So right now at lady lawyer gang on Instagram, I am working on some kind of website. I have some merch in the works. It's been very cobbled together, but I'm going to get it together. So just look for updates on my Instagram. And we will link all of her stuff in the show notes so you guys can just click and find her. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Mary Claire. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks for, you know, taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Of course. This is awesome. Y'all are awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you. 
Wow, guys, what an interview. Am I right? I love MC. I mean, I don't know about you, Samantha, but I could. T- I wish we lived closer to her so we could hang out all the time. I think her being so close to our age and everything like that just. Uh, I think we would totally nerd out and hang out and it would be super fun. Yeah, I know. I mean, she is literally what I want to be, like a criminal defense lawyer. Because I know I've been thinking, like, do I want to work possibly for, like, a government job or do I want to do, like, a private criminal defense thing? And I think her insight made me more maybe not, it's not as scary to think, you know, how she was just looking for a job, her 3L year, like it's, it's everyone's going to get a job, like you're going to be okay. And it was nice to just hear like that reassurance, you know? A hundred percent. And even her, you know, back and forth about being a prosecutor and then, you know, working um, in criminal defense and how it just happens. You guys, we're all going to make this happen. I mean, that's why we're here in law school. We're type A people, you know, and she's a great example of that. Just letting the chips fall where they may. And she went to school in DC, ended up back in North Carolina. I think that that's a huge uh, piece of information. I know that we get asked a lot about, well, if I'm going to go here, but I want to end up here, what do I do? It's a, you just have to do it, you know, be on top of your stuff, use your resources. Like she said, you can use other law schools in the area that you want to move back to. So I, she gave so many good tips. It was awesome. Also, she just launched some sustainable merch for her Instagram, Lady Lawyer Gang. So we're going to include all of that info in the show notes so you guys can go order some of that stuff. Yeah, it's so cute, you guys. Like Samantha said, it's a sustainable meaning that it's older uh, pieces, articles of clothing that she has repurposed and printed her logo on, and it is so cute. So like Samantha said, we're going to drop those uh, drop that link down below so y'all can go check that out. She also has a cute little bag. And uh, we're, you know, potentially, I don't know what you guys think about this. I'd love to hear your feedback, but maybe do a collab. I know Lady Lawyer Gang, we all want to be a part of the Lady Lawyer Gang when we pass the bar, am I right? So I think that that would be fun. Um, let us know what you think. As usual, like us on Facebook, join the Facebook group. We have like a hundred plus members now, which is great. Um, and they're starting to talk more in there, which is great too. So please join that and our Instagram at Ladies Who Law School podcast. Yeah, make sure and follow us. And as always, subscribe wherever you listen and rate us five stars. All right. Stay safe, guys. guys. Bye. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just totally cut you off.